You're listening to the Calvary Catechism Podcast, where we seek to defend doctrine, dispel deception, and develop disciples. On this episode of the podcast, we dive into demons. Last time we talked about angels, and so it's only natural that we now flow into a conversation about demons. This is a little bit longer of an episode, but we believe that it will be helpful to you. Listen in. Welcome back to the Calford Catechism. Yo. This is Kenny. Travi B. <laughs> it's, it's like mid-yawn. <laughs> I'm trying to yawn, and I'm like, oh, man. Sorry, that was, that was funny. Um, I got a lot of caffeine in my system, so I'm, I'm like, I got the jitters. I'm ready to go. Let's hit it. We're, I don't have enough. We're, we're talking. Season number three is all about difficult doctrines, and we are talking today about Demons. 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 So if you're new or if you're not, you just need a refresher. Um, I asked Travis a random question at the beginning of every episode, except this one won't be completely random. We'll talk about it. But yeah, So he just told me that, hey, this, 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 is, this, this is going to flow into an episode on demonology. And I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> I said, I'm going to let you make that um, transition there, Haas. All right. So here's the question. Do you believe that aliens exist? <laughs> Oh boy, just made it. Oh, that's funny. I, 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 I understand the connection. Yeah, okay. Um, I understand the connection. No. Okay. <laughs> to the... Now, I'm saying no based off of the normal um, Western definition of alien. Now. Okay, okay. So if it, you would have to define alien. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a fun episode based, you, on, based on your answer. If there, you right. define alien the way that people in the Western world, and particularly Hollywood, has defined it, then no. I'm trying so not, so hard not to get too much into the weeds here. It depends on how you define it. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's so many things I want to ask, but I think we'll get into it in the episode. Um, do I believe that aliens exist? Uh, again, I would, agree, I would agree with Travis, not in the way that Hollywood describes it. However, <laughs> however, I believe... UFOs, man. That in instances where you have this... This thing where somebody saw something and it was weird, um, I think that there's potential of maybe they did see something and it was weird and it was, it was not natural. However, I believe that there are instances where they have encountered something that is not of the natural realm, but is of the supernatural realm. Right. So you're basically, yeah. I so, mean, is, yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> that is so I understand the transition. I'm That's trying to funny. be political here. No, I, I mean I appreciate what you're saying. <laughs> I mean UFO stands for unidentified flying object. Right. 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 Have I looked up in the sky and saw something flying that I didn't know what it was? Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I, I call I've called plenty of birds UFOs. Right. You know, like right. I, uh, I I didn't know what it was. Yeah. So I, it was flying. Yeah. So it's a UFO. Yeah. So have we seen UFOs based off of a literal objective definition? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But. Flying saucers? You, so if you want to know where, why, why I'm asking this question and why I think it ties in, we might get into a lot of it, but if not, just go to the podcast called Cultish and listen to their episodes on aliens. I and have. I have. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes they annoy me. It's a lot of fun. I love Cultish, okay? I love their <laughs> podcast. I love a lot of their content. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I though. listened to, uh, I've, I have listened to a lot of Jeff Durbin's uh, preaching and I think, you know, I think he's a faithful guy. He's so I didn't mean in a bad way. Sometimes, though, they present some stuff. I'm like, really? Yeah, people say that about us, I'm sure, though. <laughs> but they're wrong. <laughs> All right. Um, 
before, or let's just stop there because we got, we got stuff to talk about. We got to talk about demons because in the last episode, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. We talk about angels and that very easily, obviously leads into a conversation about demons. So let's begin to talk about them. Let's start the way we started with angels. Where do demons come from? Yeah, honestly, please. Um, I'm just really want to piggyback on what Kenny just said there. Go back and listen to angels first. Um, even if you're like, eh, I'm not really fascinated with that episode. I'm fascinated on demons. Right. Um, we're not going to go into as much detail on the things that we already went into great detail on in the previous episode, simply because that would be redundant. We don't want to do that. So go back and listen to that. Um, but where do, uh, demons come from the same place that angels come from? Why? Because angels, um, are I'm sorry, demons are angels that have fallen. So if you ever heard the term fallen angel, uh, simply meaning an angel that has sinned. It wasn't the girl that you met at the gym that you really like. She's not a fallen angel. <laughs> that was great. Wow, I never made that connection. Yeah, you must have fell from heaven. Are you calling me a sinner? <laughs> like, that's like actually... Call me a demon? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you call me... <laughs> That's awesome, man. That is such an insult. Yeah. Like, don't... Wow. Okay, don't ever call someone So, guys, if you ever say that to a girl and she asks, are you calling me a demon? You know she's the one because she's got her theology right. That, yeah. <laughs> you must... <laughs> your head hurt, maybe, when you fell from heaven. Um, wow. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Side, no, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> that has really opened up my mind in a different way. So, angels... Um, are, they're created beings. Uh, if you go back and listen to the previous episode, all angels were created by God. Go read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created. And like we talked about before, we're introduced to God the Creator um, being in the beginning where there was nothing else. There, 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 literally, before the creation of the universe, before the creation of angels, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was God. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. God was alone within right. his Trinitarian state of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And then God created. God created everything mm-hmm. out of nothing. And uh, we... Ex nihilo. Ex nihilo. We, as seven-day creationists, we want to put all of our cards out here on the table. We believe in a seven-day literal creation 24-hour periods we of, everything. of earthing. We don't believe in millions of years and gap theory and Are we going to do evolution. evolution in season three? Oh, that'd be great, actually. All the different theories. That might be good. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We, yeah that, that, we should definitely do that. Um, but God created angels. And at some point, mm. um, uh, we talked about in the last episode, angels are actually sinless. Angels um, have never experienced sins. I should say the angels, there are angels that have never experienced sin, and there are angels who have experienced yeah. sin. I had a hard time not correcting you in the last episode, but I knew we would do it in this episode, so I, I knew know, you would correct right? yourself. Yeah, thanks. That's a good point. <laughs> Angel, well, well, no, I mean, angels are sinless. Demons aren't. Right, but demons are technically angels who have eh, fallen. No, they're demons. <laughs> so that's called a technicality, people. Eh, yeah, I win. So, <laughs> so you got angels and you have demons. I, I, I see a divide. Kenny doesn't. That's fine. Um, but basically, demons are angels that have sinned. When did they sin? This is kind of the discussion that we're 
we, we can have this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, when did they sin? Um, obviously, it was during seven days. At yeah. some point during—actually, it's fascinating—in the first few days. This is something that is um, insanely crazy to think about. Oh, you're like, well, how do you know that? Well, Satan was on the earth in the form of a serpent um, deceiving Adam and Eve. Right. Um, now, we don't know the exact timeline between creation and the fall. We don't know the exact time frame between creation and the fall. Right. Between, between true, when... True, 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 true. So, so there is, I mean, let me play devil's advocate. There, true. There is absolutely legitimate uh, backing to the idea that the angels could have fallen after creation before the fall of mankind. Sure. Yes. Sure. No, that's a great point. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and that would, and we do have the age. Right. We do have the age of Adam when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lived to be 900 and something years old. Bible check me. Um, <laughs> I, I forgot. It's in the 900s. I forgot. Yeah. It's like the mid 900s. Yeah, I forget too. So he lived in the nine. So he was 900 and something years old. And he was born. Created, I should say. I'm sorry. He was not born. He was created on day, was it five or six? <laughs> You're um, asking me questions I should know the answer to, and I don't. Sorry. I'm sorry. So, so Adam was created, <laughs> mankind was created on day five or six, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out right now. And uh, then Eve was created. They inhabited the land. They were living in the garden. The garden and the earth was essentially working for them. And then... They were given the law. You can eat of everything. Just don't eat from that one tree. Day six. Day six. Uh, mankind, Adam, was created on day six, everybody. And then they encountered the very first, if you will, fallen angel yep. that we get introduced to yep. in the scriptures. Satan. Yep. Uh, Lucifer. We'll talk more about him. But that's... Uh, so when did angels fall, and how did they fall, and what does that story look like? Let's get into that, I guess. Let's just let's just dive all in. Well, when, we kind of just answered, but just as a recap, uh, it seems possible to be certain that somewhere between creation and Genesis chapter 3, somewhere in between that, between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 3, the angels fell Now that, that timeline. Correct. Now, what, what do we know about that? Um, that was not millions of years. That was not eons and billions of years and all of that stuff. Right. So we do know that. Right. Um, It was hundreds of years at its longest. At the most, At the most. Yeah. At the shortest, it was days, weeks, months, maybe a couple years. It could have been the day after God rested. It literally could have been day eight. We don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So that's a great point. We don't know. Um, But at the end of the day... We have the introduction of demons. So demons are fallen angels. Um, they are created by God originally as angels. We kind of, in the last episode, dove into the fact that angels were created pretty early on within the creation. Um, in Job chapter 38, we're introduced to the fact that while God was creating and designing and measuring the universe... Uh, angels were shouting for joy and just glorifying God and being in awe of everything. So they were created early on, and at some point between that and Genesis 3, yep. Yep. a group of them yep. sinned. Yep. And 
What they do. What they do. What they do. Um, so they a sit. passage that many people will go to is Isaiah chapter 14, yeah. starting in verse 12. Uh, and uh, many, many commentators, scholars, people a lot smarter than me would uh, defend the fact that this is talking about Satan and the fall of Satan. Uh, Isaiah chapter 14, starting in verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you and ponder over you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook the kingdoms, who made the world like a desert and overthrew its cities, who did not let his prisoners go home? All the kings of the nations lie in glory, each in his own tomb. But you are cast out away from your grave like a loathed branch, clothed with the slain, those pierced by the sword, who go down to the stones of the pit like a dead body trampled underfoot. You will not be joined with them in burial because you have destroyed your land. You have slain your people. Um, so that is a description that is often used uh, to defend the doctrine of when Satan fell, uh, claiming he wanted to be like the Most High. He wanted to take the place of God, uh, and uh, God cast him out of heaven. And there were demons who wanted to join him in this effort. I guess at the time they were angels uh, yeah. who joined him and then transitioning became, into demons. And then became demons, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so that is, I mean, that is the most basic uh, story that you're going to get uh, from the scripture and, and how and when this happened. Yeah. So I think one thing that Kenny just said there that is really important and just for full sake of transparency on our part, we are not the dudes to be like, hey, this is exactly what happened. Right, right. Scholars have talked about this. There are debated passages. That's a debated passage. Yep. Is that simply, clearly, and exclusively talking about the king of Tyre? Right. Back in the day? Maybe. Right. I don't know. Is it talking about Satan? Maybe. Sounds it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this in humility is I don't really know. Right. What I do know is that there are demons, that there is Satan, and that they used to be angels, and that they didn't work anymore. Yep. Um, I don't really know how. Yeah. Another debate. I, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, I partly did that just now just to see how you would react. I was curious. About what, the verse? Yeah. I, I was just like, I'm just going to throw this out here and see what, see what he says. My turn. <laughs> Revelation <laughs> chapter 12. No joke. That, no, no exactly. Oh, that's funny. We, we, we actually have a, a, such a close friendship here that I was literally about to do the same thing. Go to Revelation chapter 12, starting at verse 7. Let's go to another not debated passage in a not debated book, the book of Revelation. Verse 7, now uh, war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels, yeah, yeah still angels transitioning here at some point here, fought back, <laughs> but he was defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, serpent, snake, garden, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the 
salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down who accuses them day and night before our God and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Yep. So, super famous passage once again. This one clearly is talking about Satan, obviously, unlike absolutely. the Isaiah passage. So this yeah. one we do know, absolutely, black and white, it is talking about the devil. Um, the debate comes around... The war in heaven, the when, the why, the how. Yep. What in the world is this exact situation actually referring to? Yep. Um, there is a group of people who would hold to the fact that this is talking about Satan between those two time frames, between the fall uh, with the deception of Eve as mm-hmm. when Satan was the serpent right. and the creation of the angels. Um. Where there was a rebellion, yep. there was a coup uh, that arose in heaven where a leader of the angels, um, the scriptures actually explain elsewhere that um, a, it was an angel named Lucifer who was the angel of light, who was beautiful, yep. uh, a, a very beautiful angel, obviously one with uh, influence and power, yep. um, decided, I want that. And he was pointing to the throne, yep. and he got jealous. And there was there, there was obviously pride, and there was there was there was envy, and there was different aspects of sin yep. that was arising in his heart. Yep. And, and we see evidence of that in the temptation of Jesus, where Satan looks at Jesus and goes, "Bow down and worship me." Right? Hmm. He wants he wants it from day one. He wants the worship. He wants all the worship that God gets. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean. Honestly, just for me, I don't want to get too far off on this, but it's just like an impl- it's an implication and it's a thought, and it's something that's insane to me. This is I'm going to start this whole sentence. It doesn't fit grammatically, but I'm going to start it with perhaps, because that's like the catch-all phrase of I don't really know, but let's think about it. Okay, perhaps this is crazy to think about though. So God created the angels, right? Mm-hmm. And He created them all individually, knowing every single one of them by name and knowing every single one of their purposes. And that's in, that's including Satan. Yeah. He 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 literally created his adversary. Yep. And however he did it, speaking things into existence, in the moment that he did it, this multitude of angels were created. And I can only imagine and, and you can only think about it that the second that Lucifer came into being, and he saw this great multitude, this host of armies worshiping the Creator. Mm. There was jealousy in his heart. Yeah, instantly, just wait a second. I'm good looking too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you making me, but like, what about me? Right. And 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 there was this instant discontentment, mm. and 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 obviously there was enough influence for him to be able to communicate to a third of the other angels. Yeah. A third of a multitude, a third of a massive army that's so big that we can't count is a lot. Yeah. So this wasn't a small yeah. uh, uprising. And he was able to convince this massive army to say, hey, 
I think you should be on that throne, Lucifer. Hmm. And they, they tried to... They tried to take down God. Yeah. Whatever that looks like, if, if this be that scenario, yeah. that ancient serpent, that dragon, the accuser, Satan. It's just crazy. Well, again, this is not the point of the episode, but I can't help but make this, this observation. People say, I mean, how could Satan be so dumb? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm like, how could you be in heaven with, surrounded by the glory of God? And think to yourself, yeah, I think I think we can win. Like, I think I think I can win. <laughs> I, think, I think we can do this. And I mean, you have to then observe this is the deceitfulness of sin, mm. right? I mean, this is why we do the things that we do because yeah. of the deceitfulness of sin. We we look back over our decisions and our choices, and we go, "Why? How was I so just dumb in making those choices?" It is the deceitfulness of sin. Um, we see the epitome of that in Satan himself. And he is, he is the, de- the deceiver, but he himself is deceived by his own sin, um, which is a, a crazy thought uh, to think about. Yeah, no, I mean, yes, he, this deceiver was able to deceive a host of angelic beings that were just created literally by God, and they rebelled. Yep. They lost, and they were cast down. Yep. Um, if we if we want to take Revelation twelve, however we want to look at this, if uh, this is, I'll lay my cards out. That's what I that's what I believe. This is this is where I'm this is where I'm at. Is that it? It says it and makes sense. Um, and they were cast down, and the the host of angelic beings that were cast down with Satan then became his minions. Mm-hmm. They became his servants, the servants of Satan. Demons. The Bible says his angels, but you said that uh, demons are not angels. I know. I'm getting to it. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Um, don't don't do this to me. I don't, Sorry, I, don't, I can't. I don't. I'm just just ch- keeping you in check over here. I know. I know. That was really good. I, right when I read it, I was like, he's going to say something. <laughs> so this 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 large group of um, um, angelic beings that got cast down with Satan is now what we call demons demons so what are demons simply put the servants of satan yep fallen angels servants of satan yep yeah what are their purposes oh well their purpose is to to do the will of satan um Mm. which sounds like a weird phrase to say but i mean satan has a a purpose in his mind in his heart that he wants to he still wants to overthrow god i mean he's lost the battle revelation says he knows his time is short and yet he's still like no i'm gonna do this you know And um, his demons are, are sent out to fulfill his purposes. To and, and his the one of the main purposes that Satan has is to deceive, to deceive mankind, to yeah. to turn their hearts away from the Lord. And so demons are going out to exercise that purpose of Satan to deceive the nations. Um, I think that <clears throat> this is another topic that we've got to be very careful of here. Because just like when we talked about angels and we got on the the topic of guardian angels, Mm. when we talk about demons, there's kind of the counterpoint to that, of thinking that that I've got my demon, right? I've got my demon that oppresses me. Demons. Or my demons, yeah, that that come up against me. And we have to be careful here. And we'll, I think, we'll get into the conversation about believers being indwelt by demons or not, demon possession. We'll get into that. To not go too deep into those weeds, um, 
We need to acknowledge that the Bible is clear that, that there is a, such a thing as demonic oppression um, and, and even uh, demons indwelling men and women to some degree, uh, going into them, possessing them to a degree. However, the Bible's not dogmatic to say that that there is such a thing as you have your demons. You have your, these assigned demons who are, they're like, their job is to get at you, right? Like mm. this demon, we'll call him, I don't know, what, do you, what would you call a demon? Legion. Le- <laughs> legion, yes, there you go. <laughs> the, Jesus asked the demon his name. He said, we're, we're legion because we're many. Uh, legion was not sent to oppress Travis necessarily. Mm. Um, I don't think the Bible is clear about that in any degree either. So um, mm. that's an important point to make here when we talk about the purposes of demons. Yes, they're sent out to deceive and to accomplish the will of Satan, but I don't think it's helpful or accurate to think about it in terms of saying, I've got my demons, you've got your demons, and we gotta, we got to beat our demons. Um, that is not a biblical perspective. Not at all. Um, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, the, the more that we just really di- uh, dissect it. Yep. So demons, who are they? They're fallen angels. Where do they come from? Originally, they were created by God. Um, was God shocked in the fact that a massive coup of angels rebelled against him and lost and fell? No, not, by no means. We talked about that within his sovereign plan. God actually designed Satan knew what was going to go on, all the way to the point of uh, Satan being the main influencer of entering into Judas's heart hmm. in the crucifixion of Christ. Yep. Um, you think God was being then like, no way, didn't see this coming. Yep. He's the one who fixed and predetermined Christ to be crucified. Yep. So to Kenny's point, it's amazing the fact that um, Satan, in every single aspect of his life, has fallen into the perfect plan of God. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't bring you comfort, yeah. Um, because demons can be something that scares people. Yeah. People are like, uh, I'm, I'm scared of demons. I have demons. Uh, I don't want to be possessed by demon. Whatever it may be. You watch a lot of movies. I've seen some freaky movies. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like I'll be legit. Hollywood has done a really big disservice <laughs> towards this. Demons are scurry in those movies. You know what I'm saying? They are, but here's another important point of this conversation. Um, the the storyline of angels and demons is not, and, and God and Satan, is not the storyline of good versus evil, mm. this conflict and who's going to win. Right. There's no conflict. No. I mean, there there is, but there's no, there's no battle here necessarily, right? Like God... It's not as if Satan gains it's some It's not ground. hanging in the balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like, Satan doesn't, like, win this battle, but then God gets the next one, and ultimately God's going to win. That's right. not how it works. No. Everything that happens, has happened, will happen, is according to the sovereign will of God. Nothing is outside of his will, outside of his power. Um, he doesn't wonder at times if Satan's going to get this one, right? right? Even when Satan went to test Job. He had to go to God and say, hey, I want to do this. Can I do this? And God permits him to go and test Job in that way. But as a leash on him, you can't take his life. Let's dive into that for a second, okay? because that's just important. Um, we have to get to, to, to the Job story. Yep. Um, because people, you got a lot of, you got a lot, a lot of back and forth here. Um, hey, I was tempted. Right. Satan tempted me. Right. Automatically, it's him. Right. Um, the it, devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Like the devil's really attacking me today. You know, for some reason I have a southern accent when I say that. <laughs> I apologize. Um, <laughs> but 
that's that's common, right? Like yeah. The devil's tempting me. The devil's making me do this, or I'm I'm feeling pulled by Satan, being tempted by Satan. Two things: uh, Does Satan tempt? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Matthew four? Um, the yeah. temptation yeah. of Jesus, literally and, by Satan, and Luke four actually. Yeah, it, yeah, literally the temptation of Jesus by Satan. Um, but the primary uh, cause of temptation is actually James chapter one. Yeah. It said. The, the primary cause is not James chapter one. It teaches us within James chapter one that the temptations actually come out of our own hearts yep. and that they spring forth from our own enticements and sinful desires. Yep. And then when we uh, take opportunity of those and yep. we grab hold of it, then sin is born, yep. it's it sprung forth, and yep. we sin. Jesus confirmed that teaching too by saying, it's not what goes into the mouth, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person, right? Because we right. have these sinful desires in us, and that's what breeds sin. Right. So just 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 correct theology speaking here. Just to hopefully, you know, just shepherd your hearts. Um, does Satan tempt? Yes. But let's just be really candid and yep. honest. The vast majority of the time, I don't need Satan's help right. to generate temptation. Right. Because it's coming from my own heart, and it's my own fault. Right. So it's so look internally first, yeah. and be aware of your total depravity. Yep. Um, but with all that being said, does Satan tempt us? He does. And as Kenny was just making reference to in Job chapters one and two, we see this very fascinating encounter between Satan actually presenting himself before the throne of God, mm-hmm. still having to be held accountable. Post fall, yep, and going and talking to God, and like, they literally had to go to give an account for everything that they're doing. Yeah, God knows. Yep. He doesn't. He's not like, oh man, I, I forgot to check around the corner. Yep. I forgot to look in Antarctica. I forgot to look in uh, Zimbabwe today. You know, I, I, I forgot. No, he, he already knows it all. Everybody has to be held accountable to him. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna skip my briefing today. Right. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. And, 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 and God literally allows Satan, after he asks for permission, mm-hmm. to go and tempt and to go and, what do you want to call it, persecute, test. Yeah. test. It, ultimately, it was, it was Satan's persecution and God's test, yeah. which is and, insane. And Satan's purpose there was to, he, I mean, he told, he's, what he said to God was, the only reason Job loves you and serves you is because his life is so good. And so Satan wanted to prove to God, which is a bizarre thought. Like <laughs> right. He wanted to prove to God that Job wasn't going to stay faithful to the Lord. Right. Um, he wanted to pull Job away from, from trusting in the Lord. So He wanted a true believer yep. to be deceived and to reject Christ. Yep. That simple statement. Satan wanted a true believer to reject King Jesus. Yep. That is what Satan's job is. Yep. That what's his role? What does he want? He wants God to be hated. Yep. He wants to trip trip you, trick you, lie to you, deceive you, to pull you into his schemes. He wants you to totally buy into what he is selling so that you will look at God and say, I hate you. Yeah. And I'm gonna follow the world instead. Yep. That's a win for him. Yep. They want to pull as many people into hell with them as they can. That is so. What's their purpose? That because the scripture is clear that they they know their end. They like Satan and his demons know what's going to happen in the end. Yeah. 
but that so but they're trying to pull as many people as they can with them literally uh, i mean that is what they're doing that is the purpose uh, of satan and, and demons um all right am i am i going to break your train of thought if i go somewhere um i was going to just simply ask you to finish finish your thought we just said there how do we know that what, what when jesus encountered the demons in the stories of the gospels yep what was their response when they looked at him oh they they they, there were a couple different responses, but it was always fear. They were petrified, right? It was like, I mean, the, that story we mentioned earlier of Legion, right? Yeah. He was, he was like, Jesus, don't, don't send me, don't send me away, like send me into the pigs, like that's where I want to go. Don't he knew, take me where I know that I'm going to end up. Yes, exactly. And yeah. essentially, he's saying like, like I know you're, you're in charge here, Jesus. Yeah. So I'm just asking you to let me go into the pigs, which. That's a whole fascinating story. Like, right, man, there's so there's so much to all these conversations. Um, but go ahead. But yeah, so there's a couple of questions that are coming to my mind just about the nature of Satan and, and his demons um, that that I want us to talk about. Um, is Satan all knowing? Oh, by no means. Is Satan all powerful? No. Is Satan omnipresent? No. Those are important points. Um, Very. Because, first of all... Or his they, demons. It right. goes for all of his demons. Yeah, Satan well. and his demons. Um, because I think we think that way sometimes. Yeah. Going back to the devil made me do it, we think somehow every single believer is being oppressed specifically by Satan at every moment of every day, yeah. right? But that's not true. Um, Satan is not everywhere at all times. He doesn't have all power. He doesn't know everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think there's a degree that Satan... Those believers that he does attack, I think he knows them really well because he's watched their lives. But I don't think Satan has the knowledge that God does of mankind, right? He doesn't know all of our thoughts. He doesn't know all of the deep desires of who we are. He doesn't have that kind of knowledge. Um, And so I think that's important, first of all, to distinguish Satan and the demons from God and his attributes. But it's also important because when we have a wrong idea of of Satan, we can think that he's more powerful than he actually is. We can mm-hmm. think that the demons are more powerful than they actually are. And we can begin to fear them. Absolutely. Because, hey, they're trying to get me to pull away from God, right? But but we don't have to fear them because mm-hmm. they're not all-powerful. They're not all-knowing. They're not omnipresent. They are on a leash. Yeah. They're on a very tight leash. They can only do what God allows them to do. Yeah. Um, now, are they evil? Yes. Um, should we have a healthy regard for the fact that they're out to do these things and be on guard against that? Yes. But do they have ultimate power over us? No, because we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Mm. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Yeah, man, there's a lot of things to point out there. Um, Yes, they are limited. And people will say, well, well, I was tempted by Satan and maybe even rightly, let's categorize that correctly. I was actually tempted by Satan because um, I'm married and there, let's make this really real. You know, a girl at work is literally hitting on me Mm -hmm. and I know that's by Satan. And how does he know that that's something that I struggle with? Like, oh my goodness. And, and you really get into a thought and you're just like, my goodness, this is actually a test. This is, Mm -hmm. this is really hard. And I I would look at that person and be like, have you ever like looked at pornography before mm-hmm. maybe in your past or have you ever struggled with this in a visible way that was manifested physically mm-hmm. yeah of course mm-hmm. okay he saw like, yeah. he's yeah. not on no he can't read your heart but he can look at your actions yep. he, he can he can he can study and observe yep. and be like ah it's not too hard to figure out what i struggle with by watching my life he roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so literally yeah he can't read my mind yeah. he can't look in my heart he's not sovereign 
um, like God, like Kenny said, yet yep. he, he's smart. Yep. He's absolutely intelligent. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I would love to hit on something you just said that it's really important. Um, a healthy regard. Mm-hmm. So in Second Peter, there's a verse that, man, I just don't think a lot of people think through. We're, um, we're in a culture right now where within the Christian music sphere in particular, and within a very prevalent teachers, preachers, particularly within the health, wealth, and prosperity circles, mm-hmm. it's popular to belittle Satan and his demons, mm-hmm. to just be, honestly, I'm going to use this term, you're going to be like, that's interesting, disrespectful. Right. To be like, oh, you just bunch of, you know, I cast you out, you idiots, foolish, da-da-da-da, get away from me, da-da, whatever little potion that you want to throw at them. Um, I think it's fascinating in Second Peter where the entire book is talking about false teachers. Mm. And within that um, context, Peter says that the false teachers are like dumb dogs, basically, that have no regard and, disres- and, they, and they disrespect the holy ones. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, holy ones. Actually, within the context, that term is referring to demons. Mm. Um, it's super fascinating because are demons to be revered in worship? No, by right. no means. Right. But are we supposed to have a healthy respect and like, ah, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that spiritual battle that's going on yeah. above me because, I mean, if you do, if you do have this fascination and you want to be the one who's fighting, you have zero idea of the fact that you're not the one who's actually going before you into battle. Right, right. And you're not referring—Christ is the yeah. one who fights the battles. Satan and his demons are stronger than you. They are way stronger than yeah. you. They're not stronger than the one living within you. Right. Yes. Don't make—don't get that confused. Yeah. Don't be like, ah, I got, you know, I got the king living inside me, therefore I'm going to go crack some knuckles. Right. You know, like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> like that, so don't do that. There's a song, I'm, I, was, I, was at a, uh, I was at a Christian concert um, recently that I didn't really want to be at, um, but I was there, and there was You're a... You're going to have to tell me who it was after the podcast. I will. And there was, <laughs> there, I will. And there was, and there was a song and a lyric... Um, Hopefully this won't give it away too much, but there's a lyric that says basically Satan is choking on the blood. Mm. I've not um, heard that. He's choking on the blood that ran down the tree. Mm-hmm. And 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 during the concert, a, a, a it, it was a massive point of the song where all the lights turned red and all their background screens and everything, blood started to run down from the screens, you know, just like Satan's choking on the blood, and everybody is screaming, yeah, he's choking! Apart from the context, that sounds like the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. I was sitting there, like, looking around, thinking of Second Peter, being like, yo, yeah. like, 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 the, the, that, let's not do this right now. Yeah. Like, this is, I, I don't understand that. Um, and all I'm trying to get at is, um, there, there should be a healthy respect and regard there of like, ah, I don't want to mess with this. I need to yeah. rely solely on the help of Christ yeah. within me. Yeah. Well, I mean, because even the disciples themselves, had, they weren't able to cast out a demon on an instance. And, you know, right. and the, they're like, why can't we do that? And Jesus is like, it's your, it's your lack of faith, mm. right? Because you're, you're trusting in yourself and your ability to overcome yeah. these spiritual forces. You can't do that, Right. It's Can't. not you, it's he who is in you, like you said earlier. Um, that's an important distinction, for sure. Yeah, there's, 
There's two topics that I think that we kind of have to hit on before we wrap things up. One of them being is what do demons look like? Um, one. I UFOs. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Big oh, we just went for <laughs> Sam Squanch. <laughs> Sam Squanch is Satan. Okay. Um, well, that just derailed me. Sorry, so, I couldn't help it. <laughs> no, it tied us in. We're full circle yeah, now. Yeah. We're, 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 we're full flying saucer. Second um, Corinthians, I would argue instead. Chapter 11. Uh, so Paul wrote the book of Second Corinthians, and within the immediate context here, he is making a reference to um, uh, false teachers. I'm sorry. He was making a reference to false teachers. And listen to what he says here. Starting in verse 12, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12. And what am I doing I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. So right off the bat he's saying, I'm combating these false teachers who are trying to walk around saying that they're doing the same job as me. Verse 13, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ, and no wonder, verse 14, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Hmm. This is fascinating. So we read through the gospel stories and we see... Um, the stories of the man living underneath the bridge or the, in the chains, and he's cutting himself, and he's screaming, and he's tearing, and it's, just, it's a wreck. It's a horrible scene. It's pretty actually kind of intimidating, kind of scary. You're like, ah, that'd be, that, that would be scary. Yeah. Um, do demons look like that? Yeah. Yep, they sure do. Um, and people are like, well, Travis, I disagree. I've, I've lived on this earth for X amount of years, however old you are, and I've never seen a demon in America. Well... Uh, you walk around the earth and you walk around America and everything's disguised nowadays by, why are you laughing? Because your Southern accent comes out every time. <laughs> it does. It. it does. I apologize about that. Um, but that's the only accent that I actually have down. So you're walking around America and every single ailment, every single thing is covered nowadays by mental illness, by uh, some sort of schizophrenic, uh, psychological whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you firsthandedly being in law enforcement and dealing with stuff and everybody has stuff in their own family. That's real. Yeah. I know. Don't misquote me. That stuff is absolutely real. Yep. My dad quick, he had a stroke, uh, a little bit after his stroke, he started writing the third Testament of the Bible because he thought he was God. Mm. That is real. Yeah. And then they put him on some meds after they took him to the loony bin and he came back and everything was, and my dad is, he does not think he's God today. Okay. Thank important distinction. Thank the real God. Yeah. He does yeah. not think dad is God. Yeah. Um, but no, that's like legit, man. Like people yeah. go loony tunes and they need medication and that's absolutely real. And we pray for you. We want to shepherd you. We want to love you through that. We want to talk to you. But is some of that real? Yeah, demons are real. Demons still possess, and that stuff actually still happens. Mm -hmm. So does that look like that sometimes? Absolutely. Yeah. But what's the more common type of demon dis disguise? What does a demon look like more often? Like 2 Corinthians chapter 11. looks beautiful. Yep. 
looks great. Looks, it looks super nice. It looks like a great idea. Yep. Sounds like a great idea. Yep. It sounds intelligent. It sounds logical. Mm-hmm. It sounds persuasive. It looks good. Yep. Um, would there be a lot of people who um, are even classified as preachers mm-hmm. who could be and would be demons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm convinced myself that there are some false teachers and apostles still to this day that are demons, yep. that are possessed by demons, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on all that? Oh, I, I just, I'll give an example. And I, I'm, I'm often hesitant to name names. Not this time. But I, I feel like I have the same to. person. Uh, I, I, I don't, let me say this clearly. I don't know this to be true. I, I'm not going to, this is not a hill I would die on. But I see enough evidence to believe that Kenneth Copeland is demon possessed. We're thinking the same guy. Um, I mean, if you don't know that guy and I made you Google him, I'm sorry. Um, but there are, there are things like there's an interview that he did with, uh, insider edition where he's getting in his car and they like confront him and he wasn't expecting it. That whole interview you watch him. I mean, he is either simply just mentally challenged or those, those evidences that make him look like he's mentally challenged as demon possession. I mean, I believe it's demon possession. Yeah it's just bizarre to watch him talk and to see, to literally see the evil in his eyes. Um, it's, it's crazy. You own multiple private jets. You are a massive million, maybe billion. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's got butt tons of money. Um, I don't think that you're mentally incapacitated or mentally challenged. You are smart. What's ironic about that is that he said he didn't want to ride coach because there were demons in coach. Um, (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's painful. That's painfully hypocritical. Um, Yeah. But basically, that gets into the last thing that that I have in my head. If you have other things, you're like, oh, I really want to talk about this. There's so much. There's almost more I want to talk about with demons than with angels for some reason. It's funny. While we were going through this, I'm like, oh, dang, we got to talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, one thing that we have to talk about, um, and we, and we should go back and forth, beat it up a little bit is demon possession. Mm. Um, because that is a big topic. Um, can do people, are, are there demon possessions? We've already said yes. So we've already answered that. Yes. Um, does it look like what you think it looks like? Well, probably sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, other times maybe the second Corinthians 11 verse is new to you and you're like, Oh, snap, crackle, pop, you yeah. know? Um, so are demon possessions real? Yes. Do they still happen? Yes. Um, and yes, in America as well. Uh, can Christians be possessed? No. Elaborate. That's my, that's my thought. Do you agree with that, by the way? Yeah. I hope so. (laughs) I don't think you can disagree and be (laughs) wrong. I mean, if you disagree, you're wrong. How about that? That's an objective fact. I mean... There's so can they be okay? Do you let me ask you this before you dive in? Do you see a difference between possession and oppression? Yes, yes, I believe Christians Elaborate. can be oppressed by demons, which means um, they they're attacking you, they're seeking to deceive you, kind of what Satan did to Job, right? right. Job was not possessed by Satan, correct? Uh, but he was oppressed by Satan. So I think that can happen for sure. Uh, you can't be possessed because um, oh my, my my mind's blanking on the exact scripture, but you you can't. You can't have God in you and Satan in you. I mean, to put it as simply as I possibly can. First Corinthians. Um, and Jesus himself talking about, um, you know, the master of the house leaving and, and then... The strong man. Yeah, so, sorry. Um, okay. I'm, I'm just... My mind is blanking. But anyways, all that to say, we referenced earlier, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Uh, Satan or his demons cannot indwell a believer who is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. 
Completely. Not possible. No, you're right. So possession, um, can God share a house with Satan? Can light share right. a house with darkness? Share space within a room with darkness? Right. And that's like the most like common sense one. You're like, okay, if it's dark, if, if, if you enter into a room that's dark and you turn the light on, can lightness and darkness share space? Right. No. Especially if you have a strong enough light that illuminates every single piece of the right. room. It can't share. Um, so, no. Um, and that, the, the evidence for that is in Ephesians 1, when believers are purchased and bought by the blood of Christ, we are sealed and permanently indwelt mm-hmm. by God himself, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit takes residence within us, tabernacles inside of us, lives inside of us forever. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to ask yourself the question, and I mean this wholeheartedly, do you think that God would allow Satan inside of his house? Hmm. By no means. Hmm. Not after purchasing his child with his own blood. So by no means, you would have to be stronger yeah. than the resident of the house. And we always talk about this. Um, in my house, I have a wife and a son and, if, and guns. And if you enter, attempt to enter into my house... You will have to kill me to get to them. Can you kill me? Yes. Would it be hard? I will make it hard. I will do everything I can to kill you. If you try to come inside my house with, in, with negative, harmful intent. Right. In the same way, if you're trying to come into the house, if a demon tries to come into the house of God, mm-hmm. do you really have the like, logical audacity to be like, oh yeah, it might be a good battle. Right. No! Right. So, can a Christian be possessed and dwelt right. by a demon, by no means. Right. Um, but I do think about the oppression a lot because yeah. I think about Christians who struggle mightily with anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. Um, and they struggle with some really, really dark, real sins yeah. where it feels as if a darkness is clinging to you. Mm-hmm. What is that? I'm, I don't know. I'm not saying that I know, but I think that that's something to think about. Yeah. Um, I think that that is a situation that needs to be fasted on and prayed about, that your local church needs to be aware of, Mm -hmm. that your pastor needs to be shepherding you through, that you need to talk about, pray about, and you need to beg to Christ concerning. I think that is something that um, should be taken seriously and that you can, for a fact— I hope this brings you hope and comfort. Um, you can be freed from. Yep. Um, that's absolutely true. Yep. Any thoughts on that? I mean, just agreement uh, and to to speak in agreement with that, I, I would say that that's, that can be real and can be real demonic oppression, um, but you should not... that Even if you somehow knew it was demonic oppression, that shouldn't cause you any less hope than if it was just you're having a bad day. Um, right. Because... Because God is greater than Satan and his demons, and Amen. he is absolutely able to and does free his children from that. Yeah. At the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Boom. Now, yeah, moments where you struggle and, yeah. and have those things, but, but he sets you free for freedom, yeah. uh, for true freedom. So absolutely, there is, there is no question that every believer who has ever been oppressed by Satan and his demons can be free from that, and God will free you from that. Yeah. Now... Um, Again, you can talk about maybe there are some Christians who struggle with some of that even up until the day that they physically die. Um, that is 
the sure moment of their freedom, yeah. right, um, is in is in death uh, that we're we're for sure separated from that. But in this life, I believe you can have freedom as well, um, and you should pursue that. Okay. Um, to sort of shift gears, and I don't know if you were going to go here, but I think it's important that we talk about it. So, demons do not possess believers, but we believe that they can possess unbelievers. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, let's talk about casting out demons for a minute. Yeah, cool. Were you going to go there? Holy water, baby. <laughs> you got yours? I just drank mine. I'm actually empty. Um, I saw a Catholic priest post a photo of his daughter drinking holy water the other day, and I thought that was interesting. Really? Just side tidbit. That I, was weird. I did, honestly, I didn't know that you were allowed to. That was, I don't know. I, I don't have any context for the picture. So let me admit that. I don't know what was going on, but I was like. Did he say it was holy water or was it a water bottle that uh, had the caption of the photo, water? The caption of the photo said something like, you know, she's she's uh, purifying herself or making herself holy or something. And then had like a laugh emoji. So it was interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Just saying. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So. What about, what about, what about casting out demons? Yeah, there was, um, that's a great question. So there's a story of some uh, Jewish exorcists in the Bible who said, hey, uh, sons of Sceva, let's go and uh, walk around and cast out demons. I got a good idea. And let's charge people for it. Let's make some bank, dog. Well, they tried. Yeah. And, they, and they probably went and put on a show. And they probably, I think the implications of that story in the book of Acts is super fascinating. Because um, obviously they they were making it into a real gig. Yeah. Where the sons of Sceva, um, I, I don't know, would you help me to tell me what chapter that's in? Uh, so the sons of Sceva were seven guys, Jewish people, who were literally uh, walking around town, the different cities, I'm sorry, as well. And they were casting out demons. They were putting on like a legit little gig, a little show where they would cast out demons. Obviously, it was a successful enough show that it appeared as if it was working. Yeah. So the implications of that would mean what? It would mean that they encountered people who thought they were possessed by a demon and that they would do this mumbo jumbo and they would suddenly feel better. Mm -hmm. Similar to the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel that we see today. So... I think it's interesting that the fake, or not real, I should say, the not real demon possessions were around back then as well. Yep. So they were obviously successful with this gig, but then they encountered a real demon. And what did... My, it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Just read it. <laughs> Where's it at? Acts 19, verse 15. But <laughs> Sorry, I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> but, the, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? <laughs> who, who are in you? the heck are you? <laughs> this demon, so, so by their own, um, probably to their own distress, yep. they actually encountered a real demon. Yep. And while they went through their whole hocus pocus, smoke and mirror charade, this demon was like, the Apostle Paul? Mm-hmm. I know him. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he created me. Who are you? Who are you? Yep. And what happened after that? Uh, where is it? Verse 16. And the man in whom was the evil spirit mm-hmm. leaped on them and mastered all of them and overpowered them. And this is one guy 
by One the against way, seven. Against seven, mastered all of them and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> homeboys, homeboys ran out of that house naked and afraid. That's where the title of the TV show came from, Naked and Afraid. Uh, That's insane to me. Yeah, that, that is. Uh, another. It, it became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Which, ultimately, what was the purpose of that story? Yeah. For Christ to be extolled. Yeah. For him to be lifted up. Yeah. But another Greek translation for mastered means they got the mess beat out of them. <laughs> like, they got joked up. So, so, what's up with demon possessions and exorcists? That! That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, what about the notion that I can, as a Christian, walk up to somebody who is demon-possessed and say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast you out? You can't. I mean, that was insensitive. <laughs> that, that's why he's looking Wait, at Wait, did you like say that. you can't or you can't? You can't. Can't, okay. Cannot. All right. You cannot. Um, it was insensitive to say it that way, though. So, yeah, no, you just, it just, are there real demons? Yes. Are there real possessions? Yes. Um, should you go and now make an LLC about being <laughs> a demon exorcist? That would be stupid. Don't do that. And that'd be a really bad idea. Um, that would probably be really... You might, you might end up naked and wounded. You, yeah, or, yeah, I don't... That, that'd be... Yeah, that's freaky deaky. Don't do that. It's not wise. It's not smart. Um, I, I, I tend to go back and look at the lives of the Israelites when I talk about this. Okay. So the, so the Israelites constantly were fighting in wars and battles. And every war that they lost, they decided to lean on what? Their own strength, on their own power, and on their army. Yep. And they went out, and they fought. And they lost up armies a fraction of their size yeah. because they simply went back and leaned on themselves. But what happened every single time that they were convinced they were going to lose, they were terrified and petrified, so they leaned on the Lord. Mm -hmm. God went before them into battle, mm -hmm. confused the armies, defeated the armies, where they didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. So there has to be this understanding, theologically, that... So how do we make the extension here? We're obviously not Israel. Um, God fights our battles for us. Right. He's already defeated sin. He's already defeated Satan. He's going to eventually, completely, finally defeat him right. someday. He's defeated him with his resurrection um, from the grave. And he's eventually going to defeat him for good when the whole shebang's over. Um, we need to lean on that, and we need to trust the fact that God defeats and fights battles. So if I were to encounter a demon, am I going to sit there and start literally throwing water on this joker? Right. Screaming to get out? No. Right. I'm going to enter into prayer right. and go to the king and say, go before me, fight this, like this. Yeah. I need, I need, I, I need help. Please. I, you're going to pray. Yeah. You're going to pray to the one who actually has the power yeah. to cast out the demon. Yeah. That's what I, would say. I want to be careful with this. Um, I think it's a popular notion. Among the I think it's a popular notion. Can you? Popular. Popular. Your, wow, your, your accent came out there. Did it? It sounded like popular. 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 I don't know what happened. Popular. <laughs> uh, I, think it's, I think it's a popular notion that if I think I've encountered demons, if I think I'm being oppressed by demons, whatever it is, I can just shout the name of Jesus. Right. And that's what has the power. It's a formula. Um, yeah. And, and again, I want to be careful here. 
At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, including Satan and his demons, okay? I, I get all of that. But it's not. I mean, your, your borderline health, wealth, and prosperity gospel, if you think that you can just speak the, the word, Jesus, not taking away from the name of Christ, please understand my, my, my heart here. Right. And like Travis said, as a formula, like, just conquer all the demons. Because again, I think there's an extent here where you're saying, I can manipulate God to accomplish my purposes in casting out what demons I want to cast out when I want to cast them out. I think there's a, there's a real danger there. And, and yes, it's the name of Jesus that you need to call on, yeah. but you do that, as you said, in prayer. And right. you go to prayer um, knowing that God is able to cast out this demon or to, to rid this de- demonic oppression, whatever it may be. Um, but it's not, God hasn't called you to be a demon hunter. Yeah. Which is the name of our LLC. So, yeah, honestly, I think that we're, and yes, amen to to everything you just said there. We're forgetting a really important theological aspect of this. Casting out demons was literally a a sign and a gift, Yes, actually, given to the apostles and select people um, back in the first century days in order to authenticate the resurrection and coming of Christ, the Messiah. Yep. Um, it was it, it was within it was a gift given to a select group of people within the same vein of miracles. I think that's one of the purposes of the story of the sons of Sceva, by the way, is to to firm up this truth. Right. Because it starts out that whole story starts out saying God was doing crazy things by the hands of Paul that even people were touching his handkerchief and being healed. Right. So the sons of Sceva go, hey, we can do this too because we'll, we'll we're believers in in Jesus or whatever, right? So yeah. we'll go out and do this, and then they end up in, naked and wounded. And the demon says, I, th- I don't think it's a coincidence that the demon says Jesus and Paul. I recognize. Yeah, he he mentioned Paul. Right. An apostle. Right. Who was really kind of, in many ways, the representative of the apostles at this time. Yeah, because he right? was an evangelist. Yes. So um, I think I think that's part of the purpose of that story, too, is to remind us we're not to go out and be demon hunters. Because we don't uh, have that gift. Yes. We don't have yes. that sign. And if you think that you do, yeah. email us. Yeah. Um, last <laughs> thing that I'll ask, and we obviously... We're, we're we're over an hour right now, but this has been a fun one. It has been. Um, last com- last last question I'll ask is: What about Saul? Which one? Um, king Saul, the okay. first king of Israel. Yeah. So we have, and this is a question that will pop up, um, and it's one of the most fascinating stories, right? Yeah. Um, Saul, which was uh, the first king of Israel back in the book of First Samuel. If you go read through 1 Samuel, he was chosen and commissioned by God to be the first king. And it even says that the Holy Spirit was given to Saul, Mm -hmm. and then the Holy Spirit was taken away from Saul, Mm -hmm. and he was given a demon. Um, You may read through the only reason I'm bringing this up an hour in when it's already late. And I'm like, where are you? What is happening right now? This is the next hour right now. <laughs> Travis, you idiot. Oh, man. Um, so the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't want... I, I, I feel like the only way to really be authentic about this episode is to bring it up because you either, A, may be thinking about it, or B, you may come across this story, which if you read your Bible, I hope you do come across this story, and you're like... Whoa, what in the world does this mean? The Holy Spirit was taken away from a guy, mm-hmm. and then he was given a demon, mm-hmm. and then to put a cherry on top, the prophet 
of that day, Samuel, mm -hmm. died, and Saul went to a, a witch. A witch. Yeah. And was able to communicate with the spirit-like ghost. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Of Saul. Yeah. Of and, Samuel. Of Samuel, I'm sorry. Yeah. Saul was talking to the, the dead Samuel. Yeah. What in the monkeys? So, so. Again, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do right now. This is. So next time on Calvary Guy, oh, what are your man. thoughts on that, buddy? Um, how, do I, how do I do that? Um, so there's a difference in believers in Christ who are indwelt and sealed by the Holy Spirit and an anointing that happened by the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, specifically often with the kings of Israel. Yeah. Um, there is a distinction there that is that is made. And so Saul is not in the same circumstance as one who is indwelt and sealed by the Holy Spirit as, as we are yeah. um, at that time. Um, and I don't know where you want me to go with this, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. What are you asking ultimately? Maybe that'll help me. That's a good question. I don't know. So, no, <laughs> no, so, no, what... What you're starting to say is really uh, the heart of it, and yeah, that's that's yeah. the point of it. Because a lot of people get scared, right? Because they they say, Travis, Kenny, I hear you guys about what you're saying, right? About Jesus not being able to be defeated, but I have scripture right here, yeah, that teaches that a believer can lose the Holy Spirit, right, and then be given a demon, right? So I guess that means okay, a believer can't be, but that means I can lose my salvation, right, and then get possessed. Right. No, by no means, right. Um, and Kenny just nailed it on the head, that there's actually uh, a difference between um, two different types of filling yep. of the Holy Spirit within the Scripture, and you may be like, ah, I don't buy it. How do you know that? There's Samson's a good example of this, Sam I think. Yeah, yeah Samson, is an, uh, yeah, Samson is another example of it. It's a grammatical difference, actually. It's a grammatical difference within the original words, within the original text of filling. Yeah. So there's actually literally two different words within uh, the New Testament Greek and then the Hebrew of filling that's used in these scenarios where one of them is designating a, a, a special commissioning, anointing, a special yeah. anointing yeah. of that particular person mm -hmm. for a certain event right. for them to do. Right. What, what, why was the Holy Spirit originally uh, given... To Saul, why was Saul originally filled with the Holy Spirit? What was his special commissioning? He was the first ever king. Yep. But you have to look at the context of the story. He was the first ever king in order to judge Israel. Right. Right. They God gave them the worst possible king that they could for a judgment purpose. Yep. Yep. And he was immediately merciful yep. by giving them David. But this is where Psalm 51 becomes really critical. When David, after his sin with Bathsheba, mm -hmm. cried out what? Lord, take not your, take Holy, Spirit. Not your Holy Spirit from me. Mm -hmm. He wasn't saying, don't let me lose my salvation. He was saying, I witnessed what just happened with Saul. Mm -hmm. I literally saw the kingdom get torn from him. Yep. And, and, and I want, and, uh, it, because he was commissioned with a very special gifting and yep. I don't want that to be taken away from yep. me. So he wasn't saying, don't let me lose my salvation. David understood, and we can read the rest of the Psalms to yep. know, he knew that I can't lose my salvation. Yep. But he, but there is a special feeling that's different. Yep. So then you would say, well, was Saul saved and all this? 
Um, I mean, obviously, he had demon possession and all this stuff, so it's, I mean, I'm comfortable to say no. Right. But do I know for a fact? I have to be honest and uh, show some humility and say, I don't know. Right. I, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't know. Like with the conjuring. Yeah. The conjuring of, so Saul went to the witch, conjured up Samuel, Travis, exposit that. No. <laughs> No, I don't know. <laughs> that is some. That's beyond me, man. That's gonna be the first question I go and you know when I die and be like, "Yo, that's not gonna be your first question." It might be. No, I don't think it will. You be. don't know that. Can you tell me what happened? It will be one of your questions, but I don't think that will be your first question. Yeah, maybe not. Your but, first question is gonna be what? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a question. <laughs> How did I die? Uh, um, yeah. So uh, one thing, one other thing, just to maybe help you further understand that quickly, I, I mentioned Samson because. He is a, he's one of the best illustrations of that filling and anointing of the Holy Spirit where his feats of strength came when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. What? It wasn't his hair? Yeah, so I have a theory that <laughs> Samson was skinny. Um, okay. I, I'm just saying, I got a theory he was skinny, which was even more fascinating when he did all that crazy stuff. Right? You're saying. saying his hair wasn't actually his source of strength. Exactly. Yeah. Bogus. Yeah. But the Bible, anyway, that's another episode for another day. You listen at me if you want. At me. <laughs> at me. Email me. Email me if you want about that. We can talk about it. All right. Um, I think that's enough. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's all I got. That has to be enough. So if you guys do have any questions, um, this was one of those crazy episodes, interesting mm-hmm. episodes, and a lot of rapid uh, holes. If you do want to ask clarifying questions about anything that we said and you're like ah i don't really get that i don't know that I, we man we would be honored actually for you to email us first to be able to email us at nate o'brien at gmail <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i don't know his email address i might have gotten that wrong but yeah it's like bean something yeah you know beanerino beanerino i don't know what it is yeah man i should know that by heart i used to memorize i've had that memorized for yeah. a long time yeah no, email us at calfordcatechism at gmail.com. Yes, please do that. We're good with that. Yeah, I'm cool. We, we want more emails. Yeah. How about a email? <laughs> Will you send us a email? Just send us one, please. Be our friend. We're begging you. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. As always, share this. Uh, review us, all that good stuff. Only if it's a good review, and that will help other people. <laughs> that will help other people get it. If you have- Can I say something? I'm sorry. If you can turn it off, because this does this has nothing to do with the episode. But if you're really interested, I got something to say. <laughs> There's somebody out there, and I don't know who it is, and they're doing it to to the Hold Fast podcast, and they're doing it on the Calvary Catechism podcast. Sometimes I go in, and there's this random three star review, and then other times I go in, and they're all five stars. And this happens on Hold Fast, and it happens on Calvary Catechism. And I think that there's somebody out there. This is my theory. I don't know this for sure. Okay. My theory is there's somebody out there who's like, I don't like this episode. Three stars. And then the next episode, like, that's a good episode. Five stars. You can rate and star each individual episode? No, you can't. But when you go... So if I go in to rate the show, whatever rating I put in now overrules the rating that I put in previously. Sure. You can change your rating. So I think they think, let oh. me just keep giving them ratings and it'll be more ratings. You only get one rating and oh. it's just going to change. Like if you voted five stars before and then you vote three, so it's going to change to three. Um, yes, you should stop if that's you. <laughs> Just, Every I time. mean, listen, I'm okay. If you stick with three, that's okay with me. It is what it is. Yeah. I'll take it. But yeah. just stick with one of them. This back and forth thing is, is stressing me out. I'm just pointing it out. Well, I, this is news to me. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah. They're probably going to give us a two-star review after I was gonna that. say. They're Whoever gonna it is. They're yeah. going to go one now. Stop begging. <laughs> one star. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm, I'm done. I need lunch. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 
This is Kenny N. Dravy B. Signing off. Bye.